What is up, all my beautiful heathens? Today is another episode of Auto Save Disabled. I am your host, Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor, or King Thick. And I hope you all are ready for me to mispronounce a lot of things, because we're doing the Yakuza franchise. <laughs> I hope you guys are ready for me to do a lot of correcting, because this is the Yakuza franchise. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me turn the notes towards me, that way I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Yakuza. Yeah. The, pink, um, the pinky burglars. So, I'm just going to get right into the, the, right into the, uh, the thick of it. Oh, by the way, fun fact about Yakuza is actually based off the Yakuza. No crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, not past the minute, I see what you did there. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I love how you looked at me. And you know I'm not the person that says crap. And you're like, something's up. You look down at the timer. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know, something, I never even thought about it. Is Kira, you missing his pinky? I don't think so. Well, he's a good man, then. Yeah. Never fucked up. Yeah. I don't think Costco was either. He's a good man. He never fucked up. No, but uh, he old, al- he almost old, did. Yeah, old dude that uh was over and got his cut off though. Yeah, he did it in his place. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> so Yakuza uh is known in Japan as a uh, Ryu uh, Gagotaku. Which is also the name of the studio that makes the game. So they're, which I mean, uh, uh, the Ryu uh, Gagotaku basically translates to like a dragon. So it's like another case of like Resident Evil for them. Well, what do you mean? Because like, like it's it's called Biohazard over there, and then like, and then it was like Biohazard Resident Evil, wasn't that what it was called? Yeah. And then for Yakuza Seven, like a dragon, it's called like a dragon. Yeah. Like a dragon, I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the the thing. Because uh, what the fuck was that? <clears throat> what? Something fell. Oh, uh, oh, it's my necklace. But that's something we'll probably get into in the Resident Evil episode and stuff like that. Is that Resident Evil has two different names because of localization changes? <clears throat> but so yeah, that means like a dragon, and uh. It was pretty much just, it's just a Japanese media that was created, owned, and published by Sega. So, that's why we're doing it under the three games for Sega. Which, this is the, no, this is the second game. We did Sonic. So, we got we got another game to go after this one. Which, in my opinion, this is like a weird game for Sega to do. It, it really is. Considering, like, Sega's, like, beginnings and everything. Well, later in the notes, it has stuff on that. Oh. So, as to how, it, how they felt about it starting and everything. Which I found it very interesting when I was reading through everything. But, uh... So the franchise incorporates elements of the beat-em-up, action-adventure, open-world, uh... Turn-based strategy and action-role-playing genres. And the turn-based strategy mainly comes into Like a Dragon. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really come into the other ones. I don't uh, even... I don't even know if there's, like, really any turn-based in the other ones. I don't think there like, is. Like, like, not even in the arcades. No. Or anything. As far as I know, I don't it's think just they are. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah like, it's just like a dragon. Which one thing I found out that was funny was like whenever they're making like a dragon, uh, it was a it was a running joke because they're they're originally making it to uh, be just like the other ones, like the beat 'em up style. Yeah. But it was like a running joke in the uh, studio in the studio the, to make it a turn based game. Like it was just a joke, mm-hmm. and then like the creator was just like. You know what? Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, it, it it worked. It worked very well. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, honestly, you can you can make anything you want to a turn base, and it'll work. It's just a very you got to know how to do it right. You got to know how to do it right, but it's also a very versatile style of combat system. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Monster Hunter has it. Pokemon is, of course, turn-based and everything. Final Fantasy was turn-based in the early years. Yeah. Well, up until about, I think, 12, maybe, if I remember correctly. It's hard for me to remember off the spot. 
But I think Circus 12, I think it was that one. Or was it like that weird Ace Zero game that was before that? I don't remember where Ace Zero is in the order of games that came out. But yeah, it basically went to like that. I think, if I remember correctly, I think Ace Zero's combat is very much close to like 13s and stuff. It's just like auto attack and then you just like use abilities and everything. Yeah, pretty much, sort of. Uh, so the franchise became a commercial and critical success. And uh, as of 2021, Sega has reported that the video game series has sold a combined total of 17 million units in physical and digital sales uh, since its debut in 2005. And uh, strong sales of the games in the in its original Japanese market has led to the franchise's expansion to other media, including film adaptations. Huh. Because I saw I saw a thing that was a uh, it was like a clip from like a Yakuza movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty pretty funny. Oh. But it was Japanese made, so it was actually good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you know, hey, like you know, American studio be like, we're gonna make a live action Cowboy Bebop for Netflix, and it's gonna be <laughs> shit. So, oh, what else? Live action Death Note. Guess what? It's shit. <laughs> Live action Ghost in the Shell. Guess what? It's shit. <laughs> Live action Boku no Pico. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. I might have to go kill a few people. Uh, ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. The banana. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think your necklace fell again. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know why it has problems. Just not want to stay in place. I don't know, man. Know your fucking place, trash. <laughs> but uh, the Yakuza game series is uh, it's set primarily in the fictional district of uh, Kamurocho. Is that right? Kamurocho, right? Yeah, Kamurocho. Okay, good, yeah, good. I'm doing good so far. <laughs> uh, and that, that's basically based on uh, Kabukicho. Yeah. And, uh, which is an actual red light district in Tokyo and, uh, other actual locations, uh, reproduced in the game, uh, series include, uh, Dotanbori and Shinsekai, uh, Osaka, uh, and those are, uh, basically in the game as, uh, Sotanbori, Shinsaicho, uh, yeah, and, uh, which is ba- basically a way to describe like a comparison is like Los Santos to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much what that is. For anybody that doesn't know anything about uh, Japan. But, uh, uh, Kokusai Dori and the surrounding downtown area of Naha, Okinawa, um, uh, is known as downtown Ryukyu in, uh, Yakuza 3. And Nakasu Fukuoka as is uh, called Nagasugai in Yakuza 5. And Susu Kinu Hokkaido, <laughs> Hokkaido is called uh, Tsukimino in Yakuza 5. And uh, the, the, yeah, the Nishiki district of uh, Sakai, Sakai Nagoya is called Kenichio in, Kenicho. Kenicho in Yakuza 5. And Onimichi Hiroshima... Uh, and Yakuza 6 is called, uh, oh, this thing's all kind of confusing. <laughs> I'm just skipping over that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, Onomichi Hiroshima in Yakuza 6, and Isazakicho in Yokohama. Uh, Isazakicho, Yokohama. There as we go. It is known as Isazaki Injicho. Yeah, Injicho. In Yakuza Like a Dragon. Good lord. <laughs> That's going to be the most confusing part of this entire episode for people. They're going to think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I, could hear the, I could hear the gears turning and there was no lube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not made to pronounce that much Japanese in a row, Trev. <laughs> I am nothing but European and Indian. <laughs> if anything, I'm supposed to be blackout drunk and... I'm yep. not saying anything else. Hey, colonizer. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, uh, so fuck the pro- that dude, by the way. Do what? I said, fuck that dude, by the way. What dude? The hey, colonizer dude on TikTok. Oh. He's a piece of shit. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Be thankful. He's, yeah. he's like, literally irritating as fuck, but he has, like, three million followers. Well, that sucks. Yeah. It does. 
His wife left him, by the way, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the primary protagonist of the Yakuza, the Yakuza franchise is Kazuma Kiryu, uh, who is playable in every uh, numbered entry of the main video game series through Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Excuse me. Uh, some games, such as Yakuza 4 and Yakuza 5, feature multiple playable characters, with players switching between them at uh, predetermined points in the story. Ichiban Kasuga uh, became the new lead character of the main series games, beginning with Yakuza Like a Dragon, with up to six of his companions available as playable characters during combat sequences, uh, though Kiryu continues to appear in uh, a non-playable capacity. Uh, and which, like I told you, whenever you actually get to that point in the story, make sure you're make sure you have a lot of women in your <laughs> in your party. Yeah, because that whole fight sucks. It, it sucks so fucking bad. <laughs> Just carry a bunch of women. And by the way, I, is it in the notes where? Like about Kiryu and like I, I, I think it is. I can't remember off the top. But of my head. Uh, j- just for context, you know, like the creator of Yakuza didn't want Kiryu to hit women. Yeah. So if you if you have female companions, he doesn't hit them. The only time he does is I think it's just because of the way the game is programmed. He counters. He counters them, but they don't take any damage. Ah. Yeah. Which it'd be hard to take out a counter, just in the fact. Yeah, that just, just a full them. out counter. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't do any damage to them. Yeah. Which makes sense, but in programming wise, it'd be hard to just take the counter out for when a woman hits him. So yeah, yeah I can they, understand just, why they, they just negate all damage. Yeah. Uh, other characters have appeared as the protagonist of various spinoff titles, uh, the Samurai Era titles uh, Ryu Ga Gotaku Kinzon uh, and Ryu Ga Gotaku Ishin are based around fictionalized versions of historical figures uh, Miyamoto Musashi and Sakamoto Ryoma. Uh, respectively, and uh, both of whom are modeled after Kiryu. And the uh, Kiroyo Ryu Gagotaku, I think I said that right, maybe? Kiroyo? I'm not even sure about Man, that. Man, I don't know. Kiroyo. <laughs> Kiroyo. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that subseries features its own protagonist, uh, street punk Tatsuya Ukyo. Uh, while the Judgment subseries follows private detective Takayuki Yagami. Uh, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise, a video game adaptation of the manga franchise Fist of the North Star by uh, Buronsan and Tetsuohara features uh, some thematic links to the Yakuza franchise with many of its characters like Kenshiro voiced by the same voice actors who play uh, recurring characters in the main series games. Oh, so it's not actual cameos. It's just that they just like they're like Bethesda. And that's well, it. I think the uh, I think they put like there's a super boss in the uh, Yakuza games that likes there's like every one thing's called like a mon. Mm. I think he's also a, a boss that you can fight in Fist of the North Star. So I think that I was talking to Robert and James about it uh, last night, and I think they were saying that they had some stuff like that. And also, there's a deal, there's an equipable skin DLC for uh, Fist of the North Star where you can be Kiryu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can just be Kiryu in apocalyptic Mad Max anime world. You get to be flashy. And people. All Yakuza games feature a mixture of combat, story, and exploration. And the main character randomly encounters foes on their path, triggering combat. And in fights, the player character uses hand-to-hand combat, using combos, grabs, throws, and finishing moves. And some uh, games allow the player character to select from... Uh, Select from and use multiple fighting styles. So basically, uh, I know in Yakuza Zero because that's the one I've played so far. Uh, you basically you press the D pad in different directions to switch styles, so you can switch them really quick. So you can go between like a uh, brawler to uh, like a grappler. Yeah, to, from well, the Kiryu's fighting styles, as far as I know, there's the brawler, which is just his stock one. Mm-hmm. It's just like regular, you know, fist and kicks. And then the other one is the uh, another one's the boxer one, where you're really quick. Mm-hmm. I think it's rush styles. That's what it's called. You're really quick, and you just do boxing moves. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like bear or some shit. And that's the one where you can like you get like power armor out the ass and can't be interrupted, and you just grab shit and throw it at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, weapons and objects can also be wielded, though firearms are rare. Uh, winning some of these battles can result in obtaining money or items which uh, can be sold or used to purchase equipment or a variety of items in the shop. Gamble 
or play mini games. And uh, battles end quicker by finishing the enemies using powerful moves called heat actions, which require the filling of the heat gauge to become usable. Uh, some of these tend to include quick time events. Uh, as the player character fights, they gain experience that can be used to increase their stats and become a stronger fighter. Um, the newest installment in the series, uh, Like a Dragon, includes a new battle system where the player character recruits party members to fight alongside them in turn-based role-playing game battles against enemies. So it's very, uh, if any of you played Dragon Quest or, you know, a lot of early Final Fantasies, mainly like, probably, probably say like Final Fantasy 7, 8 and stuff like that. And nine. like Persona. Yeah, Persona. Stuff like that. It's that kind of combat if you don't know what turn-based means exactly. Basically the Revolutionary War. <laughs> but it's a fun revolutionary war which is what that was not yeah <laughs> uh, and also to play uh, alongside them in mini games so you can basically play mini games with your party and stuff uh, and, and uh, another note about that to all of our British listeners take a fat L <laughs> <laughs> why revolutionary war baby. oh oh yeah yeah yes yeah. sir yeah. we free we don't fire till we see the white of their eyes and their <laughs> crooked fucking teeth eat an apple through a picket fence god <laughs> <laughs> uh due to the excess of like the success not the excess oh sorry i have slight dyslexia <laughs> <laughs> due to the success of like a dragon Sega has confirmed that future Yakuza titles will continue to use turn-based gameplay while the Judgment series will retain the action gameplay of earlier titles. Oh, that's nice to know. So the next Yakuza game that does come out, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, the series has a high number of sub-stories, which are uh, side missions that often complement the main story. And these give the player extra experience. And uh, there are many mini games which range from activities like bowling, darts, and arcade games to much more complex ones like professions, which can take a number of hours over the course of several sessions to complete. Uh, examples include Coliseum fights, where the player fights in three round mini championships uh, against various opponents in different challenges to earn points, which can be spent on unique items. Uh, weapon and gear crafting. The player needs to find various components and blueprints to produce powerful equipment and varied gear and weapons. Cabaret Club Management. The player runs a hostess club in three-minute sessions and tries to earn as much money as possible by matching up <coughs> the right girl with the right client and quickly responding to their calls for help. They also take part in battles against other hostess clubs. Uh, <laughs> uh, pocket Circuit. Uh, is a minigame where pocket circuit cars, uh, uh, they're like slot cars, pretty much. Uh, they, man, they really had to do that to me, man. I, I really need to do my notes better. <laughs> uh, it's a minigame where pocket circuit cars, which are like slot cars, but bounded by the car's lane and self-powered, similar to Tamiya's mini four-wheel drive line of scale model cars. They race against each other uh, in both Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami. And there are several race series that take place and a number of side stories relating to this minigame. Uh, hostess slash cabaret clubs. And this involves talking to hostess girls to fill out their love gauge, as well as ordering the right food or drink, buying gifts, and wearing the right accessories to please them as much as possible until they can be taken out on a date. <laughs> this was one of the many aspects that was controversially cut from the Western release of Yakuza 3 leading to criticism of Sega for ignoring Western gamers' desire to experience Japanese culture. This content was restored in the remastered version. And also you have Club Sega and is a virtual recreation of the real-life Sega arcade chain that features activities such as UFO catchers, darts, and playable emulations of classic Sega arcade titles such as Fantasy Zone and Virtual Fighter. And the available games differ from each uh, series installment. Yeah, I can see why that would be controversial, because you got all these weeaboo incels out here. Yeah, I know, right? I need my slant-eyed woman. <laughs> I can say that, by the way. But one thing it, the, the one thing telling you guys about the minigames in Yakuza games... There's a fuck ton of them. There's a lot of them, but also... So, okay. Here's how Yakuza games are. The story is usually very deep and serious... And pretty, you know, pretty. It kind of, it just pretty much grabs you and pulls you in because it's very crime drama esque and everything, mm -hmm. and everything's, you know, pretty good story wise. And then you're dealing with this really dark, 
deep, heavy, serious story. And you go and play a mini game where you get a chicken to run a club for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. A literal chicken. Because apparently, for some reason, <laughs> for that mini game, the chicken is the best business owner. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, a lot of the uh, the sub stories that I mentioned earlier, they are pretty uh, funny, too. Did you like, mention karaoke? No, I didn't. I was surprised I wasn't in the notes. Karaoke is like, oh yeah, literally, literally like the one of the most important like mini games of the Yakuza franchise. Oh, yeah, karaoke is great, by the way. <laughs> you get that score up, and when your score is real good, about halfway through the song, it does this whatever thing unique to the song and the person. They like switch to like if you sing Baka Matai with Kiryu, it just cuts to him at a bar by himself, looking at a picture, drinking whiskey, singing. <laughs> yeah, that's the meme, by the way. <laughs> and then there's uh, what, twenty four hour Cinderella with Majima, something like that. <laughs> um, the ones in Like a Dragon are really good too. Yeah, they had Bakamatai for uh, Namba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still well, like. I really like that song, Yakuza Zero, for uh, Kiryu and uh, what's the other guy's name? Long haired dude. I forgot his name. It starts with the N, I think. I don't remember. But yeah, theirs is pretty good. Uh, but anyway. Oh, I'm not spoiling anything, but the re- they gave that song to Namba for a reason. It was like really hardcore fucking foreshadowing <laughs> that I didn't even realize until after I beat the game. And like you mentioned it right there. Because I just thought about that's some like hardcore fucking foreshadowing right there. Because <laughs> I remember the picture is the, uh, like the leader of the hobo camp he was from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it doesn't really have anything to do with that, but with, like, the whole thing theme of the song, I Was a Fool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a recurring super boss known as Amon appears in most of the games. Uh, depending on the title, there may be more than one. Uh, for example, Yakuza 5 features an Amon for each playable character, including an idol version for Haruka to face off against. Uh, the <clears throat> series originated from creator... Uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi's desire to design a game uh, that would tell the way of life of the Yakuza. Nagoshi initially uh, struggled to greenlight the project. Portrayals of the Japanese underworld were common in manga and movies, but not in video games. So uh, Toshihiro uh, brought this uh, his story for Yakuza to scenario supervisor Hase Saishu two years before the game started development. And Saishu uh, had been a video game player since the days of Space Invaders. But over the past four or five years, he had lost interest as he was less concerned with 3D visuals and gameplay than he was with story. Uh, Yakuza caught his attention, uh, caught his attention though, and he decided to accept the project, even though it came <coughs> at the busiest point of his professional writing career. You good, homie? Yeah, I got like something like hung in the back of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> you ever give you a minute? No, I've been trying. It's just like sitting there. Like, I feel like if I just reach my hand down in there and grab it, something would happen. <laughs> I don't feel like cleaning vomit off of my bed. Uh, no. Just, um, touching upon the game's name, Nagoshi revealed that it was uh, his idea. Uh, the original Japanese name, Ryugagotaku, translates to like a dragon, like we said earlier. Uh, as Nagoshi felt that dragons have a strong image about them. And that when players sample it, they would, as the title suggests, get a feel for the strength and manliness of the main character. Uh, Sega's leadership was hesitant about the perceived limited appeal, but eventually approved the development of the project. Uh, Sony and Saro were uh, initially disapproving about the depiction of violence and adult material, though Sony eventually showed interest in the prospect of the game after Negoshi persevered. Now... Here's the soundtrack section here. It's not very long. <laughs> but, but honestly, like, in, in this game, I would definitely argue and say that the soundtrack is just as good as everything else in the game. Most Japanese games have bomb soundtracks. They do. One thing I did, like, uh, recently, uh, the, yes, uh, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was Friday I, I bought Demon Slayer. But I got the Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles game, and... I noticed, like, some of the music in it was, like, original for the game, and some of it was from the anime. Um, I may have to, you know, I may have forgotten a lot of the music from the anime. It may have all been from the anime. I don't know. But one thing I did like was uh, 
during the uh, the Mugen Train arc of it, uh, they actually played the music from the movie Mugen Train, which I told you that yesterday while I was playing it after mm-hmm. we got back from watching Jackass. <laughs> oh, which Jackass is a great movie. By yeah, the way. if you haven't gone to see Jackass, go see Jackass. It's fantastic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the soundtrack for the games, uh, the three Yakuza original soundtrack albums are composed by uh, Hidenori Shoji, Hide- uh, Hideki Sakamoto, uh, and are published uh, by Wave Master. And additional soundtrack features songs from Japanese artist Crazy Ken Band, Zebra with two E's, uh, Ketsumaishi, and Ikichi Yazawa. I think I'm doing pretty good, man. Ikichi. Aikichi, fuck you. Aikichi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, voice casts. Uh, the game's original voice actors are Japanese celebrities who encompass voice actors, singers, uh, Toronto film or TV series actors, radio or television uh, celebrities, uh, and cabaret girls and alike characters have featured uh, models uh, gravure idols and adult actresses as voice uh, actresses and likenesses. And since the 2008 spinoff Ryuga Gotaku Kenzan, the game series main characters have their face modeled in 3D after their voice actors. Um, as in the Virtual Fighter series, Western main and minor characters do not speak in Japanese but rather in English. And um, minor Chinese and Korean characters also often speak their native tongues. Uh, the first game in the series uh, to be released to the United States and PAL regions uh, was dubbed in English. Uh, however, due to criticism of the English voice acting, it was horrible, by the way. Go look it up. <laughs> Each subsequent Western release uh, through Yakuza 6 retained the original Japanese voice acting. Uh, later spinoff titles such as Fist of North Star Lost Paradise and Judgment have featured uh, dual language voiceover support. And uh, 2020's Judgment... Uh, have fe- uh, 2020's Yakuza Like a Dragon, my bad, uh, marks the series' first mainline entry to receive an English dub since the release of the original. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. If you guys want some good laughs, go look up the uh, the original dubs for Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty bad. They're hilarious. The, you know what they're still not as bad as, though? What? The ocean dubs. Oh, uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> Let that child alone. <laughs> It's big green. <laughs> let's, just, let's leave that dead. Let's leave that dead dog dead. <laughs> oh, I don't know why anybody thought that was a good idea. <laughs> what I thought was stupid is whenever they did Dragon Ball, they yelled Kamehameha whenever they like charging. Yeah, instead of like doing Kamehameha. Yeah. So like everybody said Kamehameha besides just Goku, Roshi, and Krillin, <laughs> and Yamcha. <laughs> So, uh, localization changes. Uh, when the series was internationalized and localized to fit the Western market, several changes occurred, and these include changing the title of the game, uh, Like a Dragon, uh, to Yakuza, and the names of several uh, characters, uh, Shintaro Kazama, uh, gets changed to Shintaro Fuma, uh, Akira Nishi, uh, Nishikiyama uh, is Akira Nishiki, and Futoshi Shimano is uh, Futo Shimano, and Sai no Hanya is Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, I, think, I think that's Kage. Kage? That, that, that might be Kage. Okay, yeah, Kage, probably. Nishikiya is the guy I was trying to remember the name of. Mm. Uh, Yakuza 4 adjusted several of these uh, localization changes following criticism of the previous games, and in particular the content uh, excised from the Western release of Yakuza 3, and producer Noguchi noted that there was an attempt to bring a, in quotes here, bring a more complete uh, localization that was more faithful to the so, uh, source material, end quote. <laughs> this, is, uh, this includes uh, reversing several name changes. In addition, some uh, conventions were changed, uh, and in previous <clears throat> Western localizations, protagonist Kazuma Kiryu had been referred to primarily as his given name, uh, and in Yakuza 4, he is referred to primarily by his family name, Kiryu, which more closely reflects the original dialogue. Which, that's just that's just Japanese culture. Yeah, so. Japanese culture has... If you guys don't know anything about... Which, I feel like a lot more people know a little bit more about Japanese culture nowadays than they did back in the day. 
uh, considering everything that, because I'm sure there's tons of people that are watching anime and stuff like that and yeah. sub and all that, but the Japanese have a, a lot different way of going about things and like how they speak to people compared to what English speakers do. Like, like, um, if I just met you, we wouldn't be on a first name basis. It would literally be like a last name basis. Yeah. And usually when they say somebody's full name, they say last name first and then first name. Yeah, like Akira Toriyama. Yeah, it'd be Toriyama Akira. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Or Hidetaki Miyazaki. It'd be Miyazaki Hidetaki. Or uh, Swamp Level Lord. Poison Swamp Level Lord. You ready for the new ones? No, no, man. It's going to be open world. So there's going to be like a whole section of the map is going to be poison. I already know it. How much do you want to bet we can't even jump through it either? Probably not. Probably, probably going to do some bullshit like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just going to be like a like a whole section of the map is just a poison swamp. No land in between, nothing to like put your feet on. Just poison swamp. I feel like they're going to do something to nerf the horse in the poison swamp too. <laughs> like your horse can't go in the poison swamp. <laughs> or go slower or some yeah. shit. Uh, so now we're at the games, the list of them anyway. So, as of 2020, the Yakuza series includes eight main games released in chronological order, uh, with the exception of the prequel, Yakuza 0. Uh, and with each new installment uh, following the events of the previous title, and there are also several spin-off titles. One uh, is Kenzan, and uh, relates uh, Kazuma Kiryu's supposed ancestor historic uh, figure, Miyamoto Musashi, from the 16th and 17th centuries. And another, uh, which is Dead Souls, follows a zombie invasion of Kamurocho, uh, and the primary setting for the games, uh, for the series, a PlayStation Portable spinoff series, uh, Kirohio, uh, is about a teenage street fighter from Kamurocho that ends up in a fight where he kills a Tojo clan Yakuza. Mm. Yeah, he's fucked. So, now I will go through the timeline, uh... Having to pull up the whole ass wiki page for this one. Yep. I did the same thing for Zelda. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so pretty much in order of release, uh, we have Yakuza, Yakuza 2, uh, Ryu uh, Gagotaku Kenzan, Yakuza 3, Yakuza 4, Ryu, uh, Kyohyo, which is the one that we were just talking about on the uh, place, PSP, uh, Yakuza Dead Souls, the Kyohyo 2, uh, Ryu Gagotaku Ashurahin, <laughs> Yakuza 5, uh, Ryu Gagotaku Ishin, Yakuza 0, which Yakuza 0 is a prequel to all the Yakuza games, uh, Yakuza Kiwami, which that's just like it's a... the remake of the first one pretty much, uh, Yakuza 6, 6, The Song of Life, Yakuza Kiwami 2, which is Yakuza 2 that has been redone, uh, Lost Paradise, which is 5th of the North Star. Uh, Ryu Gagotaku Online, Judgment, Like a Dragon, and Lost Judgment. So that's pretty much the order release. And, oh, shit. I like how on the notes it just says go through games timeline. That's pretty much what I put in there. (laughs) I did the same thing on Zelda. I was just like, just go through the timeline. You're not going to remember it. (laughs) Oh. Uh, the storytelling of the series is inspired by Yakuza films, go figure. Uh, <laughs> one of the most popular cinematic genres in Japan. And the uh, the stories of the first two games in the series uh, were supervised by novelist Hase Saisho, Saishu, a uh, writer of Yakuza crime fiction. And the main story in each game is presented in chapters, uh, much like Kenji Fukisaku's <laughs> uh, classic Yakuza movie, Symphony for the Underdog and is expanded upon with around a hundred subplots per game. And the depth uh, this provides leads to the series having a large cast of characters, including uh, many which recur in minor roles. So we have Yakuza 1. Uh, it follows the story of Kiryu, uh, a formerly promising Yakuza, who is released from a 10-year prison sentence in December 2005, having taken the fall for a mur- for the murder of his family's patriarch to protect his sworn brother, Akira Nikish- uh, Nishikiyama. Uh, he discovers that the Tojo clan, whom he was once sworn to, has had 10 billion yen, approximately $100 million U.S., 
stolen from their accounts, and the clan's third chairman uh, has been murdered, resulting in a power vacuum, and Kiryu finds himself forced back into a brutal, lawless world of the Yakuza until he meets a mysterious young girl. Uh, and if he can keep her alive, he just might be able to learn who was responsible for the missing $10 billion and finally confront the man he uh, sacrificed everything for. Uh, by the way, I tried to make sure these were spoiler-free, but just in case, spoiler warning. Uh, I don't think anything has any big spoilers in it, but just in case, you're warned if you want to play the Yakuza games. Uh, so Yakuza 2, is uh, it's a year after restoring order within the Tojo clan. I guess that would technically be a spoiler, but... <laughs> uh, Kiryu resigns from his position as four chairman, handpicking an old associate to become his uh, associate of his to become the fifth chairman in his place. And when an all-out war erupts after the fifth chairman is gunned down, Kiryu is forced to take action against an ambitious yakuza from a rival clan, uh, the Omi Alliance. No, the Omi Alliance. Yeah, who seeks an all-out war with the Tojo clan. Uh, the game sees Kiryu engage in brutal clashes with rival Yakuza, the police, and the Korea Mafia through the back alleys and neon-lit nightclubs of Tokyo and Osaka as he forms new partnerships to stop the Omi Alliance. Uh, Yakuza 3. In March 2009, Kiryu uh, now runs the Morning Glory Orphanage in Okinawa where he raises nine children including his surrogate daughter Haku uh, Haruka Sawamura, uh, and when a business deal, uh, blacked by, backed by, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's a damn dyslexia. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't Piper Perry now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, when a business deal backed by members <laughs> of the Tojo clan threatens to tear down the orphanage, Kiryu travels from the beaches of, uh, Okinawa to the darkest side of Tokyo as he is pulled back to a life he thought he had left behind, coming into conflict with scheming gangsters, mysterious foreigners, and a man uh, determined to reshape the entire Tojo clan in his image. Yakuza 4. <laughs> Won't be here a minute. Uh, in March 2010, Kiryu finds himself once again caught up in events beyond his control. You'll notice a pattern here. Uh, first, a Yakuza from a syndicate allied with the Tojo clan is fatally shot by a member of the clan. Then a man investigating the murders is stabbed to death. Uh, these events spark a full-blown <clears throat> struggle for money, power, and all above, honor. <laughs> and a story expe uh, experienced through the eyes of four characters, including a lone shark with a heart of gold. <laughs> it's, not, it's not much of a lone shark. <laughs> a former Yakuza looking for answers. And a police detective with a knack for bending the rules. Ooh, yeah. Got a bad boy. Yep. Slap <laughs> them cuffs on me, daddy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Yakuza 5. Uh, in December 2012, the 7th chairman of the Omi Alliance is on his deathbed. And uh, his death would end the hard-won truce between the Tojo clan and the Omi Alliance, opening the door for renewed conflict. Anticipating this, the Tojo clan is forced to strengthen their organization by aligning themselves with older clans based in other major cities across Japan to create a massive new syndicate uh, rivaling that of the Omi Alliance. Uh, this new alliance would breach the old traditional barriers of clan territories, leading Tojo clan chairman Daigo Dojima uh, to head uh, for Fukuyoka. Fu Fu Fukuyoka! <laughs> uh, Kiryu, now working as a taxi driver, reluctantly returns to his old organization determined to end the old struggle between the clans for good. Uh, Yakuza Zero, which is the prequel, uh, in December of 1988, uh, many years before the original Yakuza, a young Kazuma Kiryu is framed for the murder of a civilian, leaving him stripped of his, of his place in the Tojo clan and forcing him to rebuild his reputation from scratch. At the same time, cabaret club manager and hitman Goro Majima finds himself protecting a helpless blind girl whom he was ordered to assassinate, making him a target for defying orders. The two must each attempt to protect themselves and uncover the truth, including how both incidents are tied to the mysterious empty lot. Which is in quotes. Yeah, it's in quotes. It's uh, some special... Uh, basically, from what I played in Yakuza 0, 
Um, the thing with the empty lot is it's like part of a prime territory that nobody owns and like all the clans are like gr- like mm-hmm. power grabbing to try and get it. Yeah. So, and like the big thing is that supposedly Kiryu killed the guy on the empty lot. Mm. So yeah, this is a big no-no. Uh, Yakuza 6. Uh, in 2016, after willingly spending three years in prison for his past crimes, Kiryu is released only to discover that his adopted daughter Haruka has disappeared, later found comatose and critically injured after a hit-and-run accident. Uh, a devastated Kiryu decides to travel to Onimichi's, uh, Onimichi Jingaicho in Hiroshima, hoping to find truth behind what happened to Haruka while protecting her infant son. Uh, and then, like a dragon, uh, in 2019, uh, Kasuga Ichiban, <laughs> a former member of the Tojo clan's Ar- uh, Arakawa family, is released after 18 years in prison for a murder he didn't commit. Uh, expecting to be welcomed back, he instead discovers that his former patriarch uh, was aligned, has aligned himself and his family with uh, the Omi Alliance and the police to destroy the Tojo clan. Shot and left for dead in Yokohama by a man he looked up to as a second father, Kasuga, joined by a group including uh, a homeless nurse, <laughs> a disgraced cop, and a hostess who lost her employer to gang violence sets out to uncover the truth behind the patriarch's betrayal while becoming a hero to the outcast of Yokohama. Spoilers, by the way. And something that I do like about Yakuza Like a Dragon, he actually, like, each, like, Kasuga's, like, favorite game is, uh... Dragon Quest. Is Dragon Quest, and there's a lot of references to Dragon Quest. Well, like, that's one of the things I thought was, like, hilarious. So, like, uh... Basically, in the game, if you guys haven't played it, I'm just saying it real quick. But in the game, he's he tells somebody that whenever he fights, he thinks of it as like a battle in Dragon Quest. So that's the explanation for why the game is turn based, <laughs> and, and, also, and also for why enemies are like really weird and wacky and everything. Yeah, like basically, when you run up on enemies, they change. Uh, like they look like they're normal civvies until you get a bottom and then they like transform. Yeah, they change into some kind of different, like really messed up something or another. Like the, uh, what was it? The uh, uh, something otakus? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it, it's like they're just like these normal looking weeaboo. Well, not weeaboos because they're Japanese, but uh, like these normal looking otakus. Whenever you get into a fight with them. They get like a bunch of. They get like the hentai Ahago shirt yeah, they and with have a like backpack a, on, and they like, have like a bunch of glow sticks in between their fingers. Yeah. They have like a bunch of freaking anime pins on them and everything. Oh yeah, there's the guys that whenever you, like they transform into like the the naked guys covered in lube, and like yeah. they have a pool float. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So uh, spinoffs. The first franchise spinoffs was uh. Like a Dragon Kenzon, I'm just going to say that instead of Ryu Gagotaku, y'all get it by now. <laughs> uh, and it is set in Kyoto uh, during the Edo period in 1605 and follows the life of legendary swordsman Miyamoto Musashi. And the game was released in Japan and uh, Asia in March 6, 2008. Uh, formerly known uh, under the working title Project K, uh, Like a Dragon uh, Shinzo. Yeah, is a spinoff that follows Tats, uh, Tatsuya Ukyo, a street punk uh, who gets in trouble with the Tojo clan after accidentally killing one of their uh, captains, uh, co-developed uh, by Sin Sophia. It was released in Japan on September 22nd, 2010 for the PlayStation Portable. And a sequel, uh, Kyorhyo 2, Like a Dragon, Ashura Hin, was released in Japan uh, on March 22nd, 2012. Uh, Yakuza Dead Souls, known as uh, like a dragon of the end in Japan. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So the thing is about the reason that some of these might sound wonky is because like Japanese word sentence, like sentence structure is completely different than ours. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I was just mainly saying that, like in general. Yeah. Like if, like, like there are some things that are kind of difficult to translate between the two, just. Like, because of the sentence structure, just like the reason that sounds funky. Yeah. Which that, not, that, that, 
But then again, Japan's also, they just like throwing in weird fucking titles anyway. Yeah. So in all honesty, that probably just doesn't make sense just because they didn't want it to. Of, like, if there's one thing me and you both have learned from doing this podcast and covering a bunch of Japanese stuff so far is they really like throwing in weird fucking titles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to really think of one off the top of my head. Like, like one that is just really freaking odd. Um, shit. I can't think of any more. I know I've experienced at least one or two that are just out there. Because the main issue that I've had, a lot of the games that I played that are Japanese, they, I don't want to say they were mainly meant for the Western audience, but they definitely, the Western audience was definitely kept in mind. Yeah. So a lot of the titles do make sense, but I know there's like a, think of animes and stuff like this. Some of the titles just don't make sense uh, in some ways. Kimetsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer. And we just call it Demon Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think the... I think the, the Japanese phrase means... Uh, uh, to... Uh, Slayer of Demons or some shit like that. So it's basically just like... It's basically saying Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer. It's redundant. Yeah. But, uh... Because in Japan, they just call it uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Yeah. Instead of Demon Slayer. We just call it Demon Slayer because they put the English subtitle on there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Uh, well, I mean, a lot of times, even like uh, stuff that's named, for some reason, they'll say it in, in the English name in general. Like, Dragon Ball doesn't have a Japanese thing. It's just called Dragon, Dragon Ball in Ball. Japan. Yeah. Except, you know, when a Japanese person says it, it's like, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can't pronounce L's. No, no offense. <laughs> I don't know. We, they should have figured that out. Because I mean, look at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> those, those are two pretty big L's right there. Are you hurting on your own people, Trip? Hey, I can do. I, ain't no harm in it. I, <laughs> tell you one thing: if the United States didn't put an embargo on our oil, we wouldn't have had beef. <laughs> we wouldn't have had nothing for dinner. <laughs> but anyway, so Dead Souls uh, is a non-canon story set during a zombie outbreak in Kamurocho, and uh, it was initially scheduled for Japanese release on March 17, 2011, but the release date uh, was delayed to June 9th of 2011 following the Tokyo earthquake uh, on March 11th to uh, 2011. How did you pronounce that? Tohoku. 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 Man, I'm trying to blow through this shit, all right? You are over-pronouncing that. Tohoku. (laughs) Tohoku! You are overpronouncing it. The game was later released in the West in March of 2020. <laughs> Man, I really pulled it out my fucking diaphragm on that one. Yeah, you pulled nothing out of your diaphragm. Your tongue was sitting there doing somersaults. <laughs> I'm talking about the... Uh, the, the, the... Oh. <laughs> Uh, like a Dragon Ishin is a spinoff uh, set during Japan's uh, Bakumatsu period between 1853 and 1867 <clears throat> that follows the adventures of Samurai Sakamoto Ryoma and uh, it was released in Japan on PlayStation 3 and as a launch title for the PlayStation 4 on February 22nd of 2014. Uh, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise known in Japan as Hokuto Ga Gotaku is a spinoff uh, for the PlayStation 4 based on the series Fist of the North Star. And the game was released in Japan on February 22nd, 2018 and worldwide on October tw- uh, 2nd, 2018. And this is the first Ryu Ga Gotaku title since Yakuza to release uh, with an English dub and the first overall <clears throat> with dual audio options. And Kiryu appears as an equipable DLC skin while other Yakuza characters make minor cameo appearances. Oh, okay, so correction on what I said earlier. Do what? That's just so basically like a correction on what I said earlier. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, like a Dragon Online is a free-to-play spinoff released on Android, iOS, and PC on November 21st of 2018. And the game features both Kiryu and new protagonist Ichiban Kasuga. And Judgment, known in Japan as Judge Eyes Shinigami no Yuigan, <laughs> is a legal thriller set in the same world as Yakuza and follows private detective Takayuki Yagami, uh, who investigates a serial murder case in Kamurocho. <clears throat> it stars Japanese actor Takio Kimura 
And uh, Sega released a demo of Judgment on the Japanese PlayStation Network. And the game employs a fighting system similar to the one from Yakuza 0 where players can change into different styles. Additionally, it features an investigation mode where the player has to find traces of the criminal. And it was released for PS4 on December 13, 2018 with a Western release following in June 2019. And a sequel, Lost Judgment, was released worldwide in September, 21, uh, September 2021 for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. Uh, Streets of Kamurocho is a side-scrolling beat-em-up minigame inspired by the Streets of Rage ser uh, series uh, featuring characters from the Yakuza franchise. And the minigame was developed by Empty Clip Studios and was available on Microsoft Windows via, uh, via Steam between uh, October 17th and 19th. Uh, and November 13th uh, to the 16th, 2020, as part of Sega's 60th anniversary celebration. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of games. Hmm. That's a lot of games. And we ain't done yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I pressed down. Yeah, you did. Oh my Jesus. You, you, what, did, you went down, right? Well, you went up. What? I pressed down and it went up. <laughs> I was sitting here going do 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 do, and it went all the way back up to page two. Man, why you gotta do that? <laughs> I was trying to see what it said. Well, what's it? The picture. The what? The picture. I'm a boomer now. The picture. Yeah, the picture. What picture? Is the picture in here? I'm a boomer. What's the picture say? Oh, yeah. Let's get on with the picture. <laughs> so, uh, re-releases. Uh, we'll do uh, one or two of these. We're getting close to time on here. Uh, a high-definition remaster of the first two games in the series was released in Japan on November 1st, 2012 for the PS3. And the high-definition remaster was ported to Wii U and released in Japan on August 8th, 2013 under the title Ryu Gagotaku 1 and 2 <clears throat> HD for Wii U. And both versions of the compilation were only released in Japan. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami is a remake of the first Yakuza game and was released in Japan on January 21st, 2016 for PS3 and PS4. Uh, the PS4 version received a Western release in August 2017. And the two versions were the top two best-selling games in Japan during the release week, selling... Uh, 103,256 copies for PS4 and 60,427 for PS3. And the game uh, was later released for Microsoft Windows on February 19, 2019 and for Xbox One on April 22, 2020. So, uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is a remake of Yakuza 2. Go figure. <laughs> uh, and was released for the PS4 on the 7th of December, 2017 uh, in Japan. And in North America and Europe, on the year of our Lord, 2018, the 28th of August. <laughs> and the game runs on the uh, Dragon Engine, which was previously used in Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. And the remake also adds new story chapters that feature Goro Majima as a playable character, continuing stories of his that were previously established in Yakuza 0. And uh, Kiwami 2 was released for Windows on May 9th, 2019, and for Xbox One. On July 30th, 2020. I think we're pretty much going to wrap it up there on the info. Uh, I said, what, what, what's left? Is it just like talking about the re-releases? Uh, let's see. We're on the re-releases right now. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But we're almost at an hour. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what we could do? Make this episode a little longer. Okay. Take you a just break. Stitch the two together. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'll do. Okay. Anyway, we're going to take a break real quick, you guys. Let me hit you with that Batman transition. You got oh. plenty of time. Holy Nanyo Mianyan Zimonyira. Mianyan Mianyan Zimonyira. Mianyan where uh, we stopped before we took the break, as per the Batman transition. <laughs> uh, so, a uh, we were in the re-releases, and a compilation re-release titled the Yakuza Remastered Collection 
was announced and released digitally in English-speaking territories on August 20th, 2019 for the PS4. Uh, the collection contains the remastered versions of Yakuza 3, Yakuza 4, and Yakuza 5, which were released in Japan individually between 2018 and 2019. And uh, the remasters feature a retranslated game scripts uh, and include most content removed from the original uh, English releases, though some content was removed from all versions, such as a set of missions in Yakuza 3 featuring a transphobic character depiction. And uh, at the time of the collection's launch, only Yakuza 3 was available. Uh, Yakuza 4 was released on October 29th, 2019, and Yakuza 5 was released on February 11th, 2020. And a physical release containing all three games was released alongside Yakuza 5 with a collection uh, collectible PS3 styled after the uh, after uh, styled case for Yakuza 5, which came out uh, digitally in the West. And the Yakuza Remastered Collection was released for Xbox One and Microsoft Windows on the 28th of January 2021. Uh, the series sold 3.2 million games worldwide as of 2009 and 4 million copies as of September 2010 and the best sellers being the first two games which sold between 500,000 uh, to 1 million uh, worldwide each winning the uh, PlayStation Gold Award and Yakuza 3 sold 500,000 copies in the Asian markets as of 2010 also winning uh, SCEG, SEJ's uh, PlayStation Gold Award However, after Yakuza 4, Sega said the sales were slow in North America and Europe due to the uh, adverse market condition and noting sluggish personal consumption, in, that's in quotes, uh, in those regions. And by 2015, the Yakuza series sold over 7 million units worldwide, and as of 2021, the series has sold over 17 million copies. Not too bad. Yeah. Man, only like two and a half minutes. I could have done that without even taking a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We did. Damn, pointless Batman transition. Hey, there's no such thing as a pointless Batman transition. <laughs> Say that to Adam West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Is there anything we need to... We need to... We got anything to announce? Anything like that? What we uh, well, Caleb actually made a page for us instead of making like a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, I made a Facebook page. Uh, you can find it as Auto Save Disabled. Uh, see, so yeah, thought I'd throw one in. You know, I mix you guys up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's an actual page. Uh. We'll be, uh, me and Trevor are both going to be, you know, posting stuff on there every now and then, everything, getting hopefully some feedback from people that listen to us and everything, and hopefully you guys are still liking the content if you uh, have been listening since we started, and if you're new, I hope you like the content, <laughs> but, uh, other than that, we're still in the works with, uh, All Day Special, uh, those guys over there, and, uh, the Stead 77 and some of the some of their friends and everything on doing that stream thing we were talking about with them and everything, uh, which they said it'd be uh, next month when we uh, get together and talk more about that and do it. Um, other than that, uh, what are what are what are our worldwide analytics looking like? Still basically the same. We have a small percentage in Mexico and Germany. Okay. Uh, which I'm guessing they just this is going to stay there anyway. I don't know if they still listen to us or not, but mm. <laughs> we are at 293 total plays though. That's good. Yeah, so we're hitting that 300 almost mm-hmm. total plays, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, audience has gone back up a little bit. I noticed we've gone up to uh, about I think we're averaging about 13 or so plays per episode. Oh, okay, that's good. So, yeah, we went back up, thankfully. Uh, we, were, we were averaging around five. <laughs> so. How's our crossover episode doing? Crossover episode's at, I believe it was... Let me check real quick on Anchor. Let's see. Episodes. Oh, I saw that bank account we have. Yeah, I know, a whole Ooh. $2 or something like that. We are at 12 plays on all day disabled crossover so well like i said uh in the last episode 
you know, you guys like what you're hearing or anything like that, you think other people might want to listen to us, or you got people that listen to podcasts, give them, you know, tell them about us, uh, share us around, reach out to people and everything. We're going to be trying our best to get more, you know, reach to more people and everything as well. But, uh, that's pretty much the best thing anybody can do for anything that they like to listen to and they want them to grow is just kind of get the word out there. Oh, well, we are actually at $2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> $2.06, baby. Last I checked, it was like $1.96. Hell yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I think that pretty much wrap up this episode. So, uh, as always, I'm your host, Caleb Center. And this is me, Trevor King Thick. And this has been another episode of Auto Save Disabled. Hitting you with the hard info and facts of some of your favorite games. And we'll, we'll see you guys. Well, we hope some of these are your favorite games, if not... Well, eventually we'll cover people's favorite games. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to keep covering games. Eventually, a game we cover will be somebody's favorite game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, this is Robert and James' favorite game or so. Mainly James, but... Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode uh, next week. Bye. See you, nerds.